Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Maker Mom podcast. Man, does that sound crazy to say, 99. Today's guest is Brooke with Be Happy Designs. Uh, We had a great time chatting and really got into what it's like to run a business and be homeschooling kids, uh, which she started doing before the pandemic. So um, kind of a lot of great advice there. But before we hop into the interview, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. Uh, There's a few new ones, so thanks so much to Sven of Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel of Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Bay, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much. You are what helps make this happen, and I appreciate your ongoing support. All right, let's hop on into the interview with Brooke of Be Happy Designs. So, Brooke, I always have guests on the podcast uh, introduce themselves, so I'm going to let you go ahead and tell people who you are. Um, I'm Brooke Happy, and I'm the owner of Be Happy Designs, a handmade knit crochet shop, um, and we give back to children's hospitals across the U.S. Awesome. Um, Before I ask how you got into that, let's go back to your childhood. Um, What was your childhood like? What kind of things were you interested in? Where did you grow up? I grew up in um, Sioux City in Northwest Iowa, and um, I mean, I stayed there, went to high school, graduated from college there, and growing up, I was really into sports, Um, but my dad loved drawing, and he would, uh, he was very artistic. I remember, like, pumpkins. He would always make these elaborate paintings on pumpkins and things like that, Um, and my mom was a crafter, too, so even though I necessarily wasn't really into crafts when I was, you know, younger, um, it was certainly part of, you know, my childhood. Um, and my grandma also did like embroidery. So she, I kind of, I, I was observing it, you know, kind of that. Right. It would just wasn't my thing, you know, as a child. Okay. So what'd you, um, what'd you go to college for? I um, got my Bachelor of Science in Biology, and then I went to Des Moines University and got my doctorate in Physical Therapy. So I, um, I practiced for five and a half years, and then when I was expecting um, our third child in 2015, I just, my heart was calling to be, you know, be home with them, and I knew I could always go back to my career. So that's mm-hmm. when I kind of stepped in. 
this okay. all kind of happens. <laughs> I was going to say, so, I mean, you had, I guess, exposure to kind of like that creative right. outlet stuff when you were a kid, but what got you into doing crochet work? Yeah. So when in 2015, when I was getting ready to stay home, um, when I was expecting, I, I had all expectations to kind of work on the weekends. And um, even, you know, once the kids were a little bit older, um, go back into physical therapy, which it may still happen. Um, but I thought I need to keep my hands strong because going to Des Moines University, it was an osteopathic school. So we did pretty much all manual therapy for um, physical therapy. So my hands were very strong and I didn't want to lose that. So I was like, I'm just going to teach myself to crochet. It'll be, give me something to do. And um, I picked it up just with videos from the internet and <laughs> Pinterest. Um, and then about a year later, people kind of started asking me about, you know, will you make me this or will you make me that? And so in February of 2016, I kind of officially like established a business. Um, and then in 2018, I taught myself to knit because I kind of wanted to expand, you know, I was doing pretty much just like slouch hats and scarves at that point with crochet. And then I knew if I wanted to grow, I needed to be able to knit. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think it is about like that craft? that draws you, I mean, besides the aspect, you know, when you got started something to kind of keep your physical strength up, like what about it was appealing? What's kept your interest? I, th I think part of it um, kind of actually almost relates still back to physical therapy. Like it was almost this challenge of, you know, everyone was different. Every, you know, um, therapy that I had to do every exercise every technique was always different and so it's kind of the same thing with the knit I can create different things kind of based on what people want or need and um, I've really developed kind of like a passion you know for creating things that you don't see everywhere mm -hmm. um, you know just the store um, so and we we do give back so part of that too is that Seeing that people do like the product and knowing that we're, you know, doing something good also is very, you know, makes us really passionate about it and gives us a drive to grow and keep, keep going. Mm -hmm. So does that mean uh, your husband's part of the business? <laughs> Unofficially? <laughs> <laughs> he does, a, you know, a lot of like behind the scenes running you know, to the post office, picking up supplies. Um, he does help with some of the finishing of the hats because they do build up. Um, and that's like my least favorite part is, is the finishing part. I like to create it, but like that tedious finishing and sewing the ends and tagging them. Um, he does, you know, a lot of that. And then answering emails and stuff like that, just anywhere that he can kind of pick up, he's, he helps with. Okay. Um, just pause for a second to say physical therapist. You guys are mean. I'm just going to put that out there. You're downright mean. Like <laughs> before COVID hit, I was going to uh, physical therapy for um, tennis elbow from um, working with power tools. And so like my right arm, you know, it's just all strained out. And every time I come home with like bruises everywhere <laughs> from, from physical therapy, I'm like, she's just plain mean. But 
awesome. I can see the strength that that would take. Yeah. 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 It, um, yeah, there's definitely a bad rap that we, we... I mean, yes, you're all very lovely people and you help a lot, you know, and I definitely have got on the road to recovery. Thanks to my physical therapist for sure. But, um, I do remember asking her about her her hand strength because I'm like to work with your hands kind of same with like massage therapists and stuff you know to just work with that one part of your body over and over again Mm -hmm. Um, have to build up strength but I'm sure it puts strain on you as well right yeah there's a lot I mean you know and just kind of like knitting also like I think I, you know, people are always asking, you know, how, how do you make so many or, or, you know, per day and not um, get injured? And I'm like, you know, I think my background of physical therapy, like I'm aware of my posture. I'm aware of, I know the stretches that I should be in, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and are doing. So that, you know, kind of helps because people are like, oh, you just are doing it, you know, too many of it. And I'm like, honestly, I'm, I'm probably not doing as much with my hands now knitting as I was when I was practicing. So, Mm -hmm. um, Right. It's always give or everything. Yeah. Do you think there will become a time at all where the challenge will be gone for you? I don't think so. No. Um, No. I I, I mean, my my mother-in-law knits and crochets and, like, does stuff. I mean, she's a machine. Like, that's all she does, it seems like. Um, And does it for all of her kids and in-laws and grandkids and everybody in the family. Um, Hats and blankets and all kinds of things. Um, And I I know she doesn't seem to get lost in uh, or out of challenges, you know. And it feels like, well, she's been doing it for so long, you would think she would just, like, know everything about it but she still runs into issues from time to time right yeah I mean and I think too you know it is a good like hobby especially for people that they can easily learn it so they're just the industry in general is you know they're always making different yarns or Mm -hmm. um there there's these new pom-pom makers that you can make like these animal faces out of these pom-poms with the way that you wrap the yarn and you know they're they're being innovative and mm-hmm. um it's so i i i think it's you know something that's just going to continue to grow especially mm-hmm. with people um, almost ex- going back to you know decades ago when they appreciate kind of handmade and you know how long lasting and mm-hmm. it, it does you know efficient and you know you buy something that's quality and it's going to last you a while versus kind of that fast fashion that mm-hmm. has taken over a little bit yep so i want to ask you about um the the where's the rv living come into kind of the timeline because <laughs> that's not you know that's not i think it's definitely more popular now either tiny home living or bus conversions or RV living, definitely more popular now and still growing, but it's still not a typical thing. And I would say not a typical thing that you see in the Midwest. I would say you see it a lot more on the coast versus the Midwest. So where's that, like, how does that come into your guys's life? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we were weekend warriors. Um, we, you know, camped on the weekends and stuff. And my husband has always worked remotely. Um, he, for 12 plus years. And so we were drawn to central Iowa because of going to Des Moines university. And so, um, a couple, almost probably almost three years ago now, I was like, you know, he's gone during the week. It's this hustle of, you know, getting the kids out the door and we'd get 11 inches of snow. And I was like, you know, we're not, our family's four hours away. And on the, on, in the winter, you can't really commit to, okay, we're going to go here this weekend. It's always weather-based. And so I was like, let's just, we'll stay here during the, um, you know, during the summer and spring, and then let's go south and, and see the country, um, during the winter. So we ran through logistics and, um, just went for it and it couldn't have been better timing. You know, it's kind of funny that we did, you know, get some, um, some negativity for, you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, we, I mean, we thought we had just built our dream home and, um, you know, just life changes. And, um, so us pulling our kids from a private school and homeschooling and selling everything, people are like, what are you doing? You know? And it's, um, now looking back on it, <laughs> it was quite entertaining that I was getting messages about, Hey, how do you homeschool or how do you do, you know, do this? So, um, we got ahead of this, <laughs> the, yeah. the craziness. Um, but you know, I think it was just that we saw that we were, what we were missing, um, with the hustle of everyday life. And we had the flexibility to, you know, live this lifestyle. We know that it won't be something that will always, you know, work for us, but we are loving our time together. Um, we're loving the flexibility. We spent, you know, six weeks back in our hometown um, and we were able to see people and spend quality time with them that we wouldn't have been able to with, you know, it would have been a weekend here, a weekend there. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, and we've ran into so many more families and I'm sure it'll be you know, a lot more this year to even because people have the flexibility of online learning and working from home that they're just taking their camper that they use on the weekends and making longer trips. Yeah, I've been, um, <laughs> I, I think I'm definitely getting my wife worn down. I've been bugging her for quite some time to buy a bus. I really want to do a whole bus conversion. Um, yeah. And so especially when we were in the thick of quarantine, Sorry, my co-host here is, okay. when we were in the thick of quarantine, I was like, what are, let's just buy, let's just do it. Let's just buy the bus. Let's just convert it and let's hit the road. Because if I'm going to, if we're going to be homeschooling the kids anyways, why do we need to be stuck here? Like physically, here? we could, you know, be on a mountain in Colorado and they could be learning something and we'd have a beautiful view to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, one thing that I didn't expect out of this process, like I just thought, oh, we're going to, um, you know, spend time together. We're going to see the country, but is the growth that you see not only in yourself, but in your kids, like our middle kiddo would always have these meltdowns in the middle of the afternoon. And I couldn't figure out why, you know, always just tired from school, whatever, but he needs alone time. He needs time to decompress, just play with his Legos, mm-hmm. read a book. And I, I didn't have enough time with him to see that or, or, you know, understand that. And now it's not an issue. It's okay. You know, for an hour in the afternoon, you're just going to have that time to yourself. And so, um, 
and you know we've we've come across you know what our kids really enjoy too you know how they like to learn and um you know you're outside and you see a bug and you start researching it you know you can just there's so much to learn um it's it's been it's been fun was there i mean was there a learning curve for you and your husband for homeschooling i mean not everybody's built to be a teacher right and so like was there that curve of just like being able to figure out what to do how to do it all that stuff yeah and i i chose a curriculum so it's i wanted something that was structured but not um not too structured but something that had flexibility with it so mm -hmm. i knew that if i stuck with a curriculum then i knew that they were what we needed to be learning and we could kind of veer off um there are a lot of people who like unschool or road school and they go solely based off of you know where they're at and what their kids are into um i'm i'm just a little too type a to be able <laughs> to do <laughs> right um, but yeah i mean it took some time to figure out how each you know kid learned um all three are a little different and what works for them um but it's always ever-changing mm -hmm. you know depending on the topic um so it, yeah i mean it it took time um but they enjoy it. Um, they enjoy, you know, like we spent time at Kennedy Space Station. And so that just stirred up so, you know, so many questions and wanted to know more about this and that. So, um, you know, I, we wouldn't have never known that that was something that interested them if we didn't have that experience. So right. that was, that was yeah. good. What's the age, ages of your kiddos? Nine, seven, and five. Okay. All right. Um, so you started when you basically you started doing this when you were pregnant with your five year old. Um, mm -hmm. um, and then how old was your youngest when it started as an actual business? Um, so I, I like technically registered the business in 2016. So like February of 2016. Um, and I would say like it got real in the fall of 2017. Um, Yonkers was doing a um, like a home kind of type thing where they would were supporting local businesses and makers and artists and so I got picked up in Yonkers and so I was in all the Yonkers um, in the state of Iowa and Minnesota and that kind of like that yeah. volume <laughs> either you you go for it or you kind of back off and yeah. you know this is going to be a hobby so i would say like a good year into it um was when i decided to kind of take it a little bit more seriously okay what are i mean what do your kids have to say about this business <laughs> they like to you know like pick colors and say you know yes or no like because that their age is um i would say other than like the female audience um, is my prime um, target. And so mm -hmm. they like to say you know, yes or no to the colors. And um, it's kind of, it's always fun because I'll get like samples of the pom-poms and I'll pull them out. And if there's a good reaction, I'm like, this is a good one. If they don't say anything, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'll just, I won't work with that one right now. So, um, you know, they like to kind of pull yarn and 
choose the colors um, and they love the giving back process. Mm -hmm. um, when we started, we do a buy one, give one. So if I sold an adult hat, I would make like a teen hat and donate it to Blank Children's Hospital in Des Moines. And then we got to be a little too big that we couldn't keep up. So in June of 2018, I was kind of in the process of, you know, how do we give back, but still kind of stay on top of it. I was mm -hmm. like hundreds of hats behind and I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up. So um, our middle son was actually admitted to the PICU at Blank. And we saw, it was five days of isolation and we saw, you know, those, all these toys and stuff that come in to keep them busy. Um, and so I was like, this, this is what we need to do. We need to buy these wish list items for the child services and, you know, we can give back there because we saw both sides. We saw, you know, my two kids playing with it and then we saw, you know, my, our patient um, child. And so we, that's kind of when we, we changed. And so pre-COVID, we would go into the hospitals and give the product um, or the toys, but mm -hmm. we just sending them by mail, um, mm -hmm. which isn't as fun. And we haven't really been able to shop. I've just been shopping online. <laughs> right. You know, we'll take a list of things and, mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll choose the stuff. But um, yeah, so they enjoy that giving process too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... It's an experience having a child in the hospital. Um, when my youngest was born, our daughter, um, she was only a week old and she got a, a fever. And most people, at least I didn't know this, if they get a temperature before they are a month old, uh, it requires a hospital stay and a whole bunch of testing. Um, so, you know, at eight days old, she's getting her first um, spinal tap and all of that stuff. And of course it happened like on a weekend. So that extended our stay because testing couldn't get done in time and all of that stuff. And I was a mess. And I, I mean, but just seeing like all the other kids there and, you know, families just like camped out there and it's, it's definitely something to be in that experience and then you know knowing there's people out there that are helping to support it is good all right i'm super excited for this week's sponsor this week's sponsor is tool mom bonnie or tool mom and company so tool mom and company is for all ages genders uh, they have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts or clothing or both. Um, her products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. And you can check her out at www.toolmomstore.com or find her on Instagram under toolmombonnie and Bonnie's B-O-N-N-I-E. Uh, you can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the coupon code MAKERMOM. So I have two of her mugs. I have one that says, I believe, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> one is like the definition of a tool woman and the other one is just like a circular saw with flames coming off of it. And I believe it says uh, Go Girl on it and they're super fun mugs. 
I, I love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. If it's not out of my Wonder Woman mug, it is out of one of those two mugs. So you definitely should at least check out the mugs, if nothing else. And remember, extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. All right, thank you, Tool Mom Bonnie. And let's get back to the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you talked about, like, you know, the the keeping up with it so even moving to more kind of like purchasing the toys and stuff i mean building your business and getting into things like even the yonkers in iowa minnesota like you're one person so how do you keep up with making all of this product yeah so um last year i started kind of building a team so i have eight other females that um, create on different levels. Some of them do it just as a hobby, ladies from um, church that just, you know, do it. And then there's others who, um, you know, allow them to stay home with their children um, because they, you know, can create more. Um, but so it's, it, it has grown. Um, mm -hmm. it, 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 there's, yeah, this year <laughs> has, um, <laughs> It, everything's been delayed a little bit, you know, like our wholesalers um, are just starting to purchase. So maybe we didn't quite prepare the way that we thought yeah. we would um, or how it was going to go. So we're experiencing some growing pains, but it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll see where, what the fall does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way of the world right now, right? Like, unfortunately, um, the only thing that's a certainty in life is change, but this year has been, at least for me personally, a bit more change than I'm willing to handle at all times. Um, <laughs> it's just been crazy. Um, so being kind of mobile and homeschooling, like what's, what does a day look like for you? I mean, cause you're, I mean, you're running a business, you have employees, you're making product, you're schooling your children like that's a lot of things <laughs> yeah so I mean for us what works best is we do kind of like a block schedule so like in the morning we you know you have breakfast you get ready um, I try to answer like emails or do social media posts and do the interactions there and then we have school um, depending on the you know time then we'll have lunch um, and then the afternoon is kind of like our time to explore or have like independent play time. So that's when I usually create and then respond more to emails or, you know, do those type of things. Um, and then the, in the evening, like as the kids wind down and work on a little bit more like school flashcards and stuff like that, then I'll try to kind of like um, get all my orders together. Um, so we have found that that kind of works out best as far as you know, I'm going to respond to emails and stuff at this time and then create at this time. Because when you have a whole to-do list, I found that I was, oh, let me respond to email. And then I'll, you know, jump over here to the apps. And um, so now I know, okay, I'm going to respond to social media and emails at roughly this time. And then I'll do it again when the kids go to bed um, and then create, you know, during this time. So that's what's worked best for us and for our kids. They know schools roughly in the morning you know they kind of have free time in the afternoon whether we go out to explore in the city or we just you know play outside um 
if the weather does look bad, sometimes we'll flip-flop that. Um, and they're pretty, you know, for the most part, when those days happen, they're very flexible. Kids are so resilient that mm-hmm. they kind of go, well. but um, yeah, that's kind of how our our days go. Some days are better than others. <laughs> Some are more productive than others, right. but um, that's what kind of works for us. How long did it take you to figure that out? Because I feel like that takes time and skill. I mean, have you always been a person who's like more organized, I guess, in that way? Or Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when when we were living in a, our house and our kids were going to school traditionally, it, there was like a, you know, an hour or so that they all were in school at one point right before we set out on this adventure. And so that was when I knew, okay, I have, you know, that working window. Um, but I would say it, it took probably a good six months of us being on the road to kind of figure out, okay, this is, um, this is what works for us. And summer is not as good as during the school year, as crazy as that sounds, because we're not doing as much school. We'll usually do like an hour or so, um, just kind of keeping up with things. But when it's kind of a free for all, it's hard to, you know, say, okay, this hour, we're going to kind of have some quiet time and this, you know, um, so I actually kind of look forward to the fall, even though it's our crazy busy season and we have homeschool, at least there's a little bit of consistency with our Mm -hmm. schedule. Yeah. Just that routine, um, that the kids can get used to and expect. Yeah. Um, did you, did you ever think in a million years that you would have this business? (laughs) My husband and I always joke about that too. Like it, you know, it's like, I mean, most of the time, once the kids go to bed, that's when I'm, you know, making hats or finishing them or, a lot of like the business aspect happens and we were sitting in <laughs> outside the other day and I was like we you know can you <laughs> believe where we're at like in our life right now like I have a handmade business I he jokes that I couldn't sew a button on like prior to this um and we're living in an RV traveling the, like the U.S. like never ever <laughs> did we think <laughs> but you know I think with this it's taken a long time for me to understand, you know, the seasons of life. And I, I struggled with that stepping away from my career. Um, you know, it served its purpose for that, you know, mm-hmm. period of time. We wouldn't be where we are today if I didn't do that. Um, and this has, you know, allowed me to, to stay home with the kids and do this adventure. So that's been the biggest thing is just acceptance of, things fit into your life for certain periods of time and it's okay to grow out of that. It's okay to have a new season of season of life and it might not fit later on. Like mm-hmm. we know the lifestyle once the kids get older and want to be in, you know, like competitive sports, not just the little rec stuff that they're doing now um, that this won't work for us, but we're enjoying it now. And, um, but it's kind of funny to laugh about <laughs> where we are and what we're doing (laughs) right (laughs) um did it take you some time I mean do you feel like you've always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit or did it take you time to figure out kind of the business side of stuff 
I always, when I was working as a physical therapist, I always wanted to open a women's clinic, um, just like slowly, like I really liked the um, postpartum aspect and just women's health in general. So I always wanted to open a clinic. So I think that aspect of me having my own business and control of, you know, my situation, um, it was, it was tough because my husband was, when I was working, my husband would travel and like my, our receptionist would have to watch my kids because I'd have to work till seven. You know, I, I was required mm-hmm. to work nights and that was kind of, I think what made me think, okay, I want to do something myself. I never in a million years thought I was going to be a handmaid. <laughs> I thought I was always going to be related, but, um, so I think I always had that drive and that motivation. I just, just veered a little bit from what I originally thought. <laughs> A lot, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you said you're having growing pains right now, which I think, I mean, that's that's to be expected with, you know, a world pandemic going on right now. Um, but where do you, I guess, where do you hope to see the business grow? Like, what do you want it to grow into? I, I would love to be able to have a larger team um, of females or moms or, you know, that allow them some flexibility um, in their life. Um, when I started 2020, we were shifting, my goal was to shift more towards like pop-ups, like a weekend, you know, spend a couple hours in a boutique because I love, I love being a part of the small shops across the country. And, um, you know, I mean, when you're buying handmade, you're buying it's an investment. Um, I totally understand that. And so I think seeing and feeling the product versus online is way different. And so I wanted to kind of be out there more. So I wanted to do more pop-ups, um, in 2020, um, and go away from more the wholesale, (laughs) but COVID has totally changed that. Now our wholesale has ramped up. We're in more businesses and I can't do pop-ups. I can't do markets. Um, so I think part of it is is finding a balance between the wholesale and still being in front of people with our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still kind of picking <laughs> up the pieces from my 2020, yeah. um, as far as 2021. And at this point, it's just survival for fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, um, you know, typically like December 18th is the cutoff for shipping. And right now, um, most things are taking like 10 to 11 days. So they're saying like December 1st. Oh, wow. For Christmas. I mean, that's two weeks. Um, You know, so it's going to take a mindset for not only the makers and the businesses, but even the buyers for them to to get my stuff done because they're going to end up in being very disappointed when it doesn't show up. So Mm -hmm. we're, plain old survival mode right now. Um, But just overall growth and um, getting our brand out there is probably, you know, number one. Mm -hmm. So is the, I mean, right now is the focus of your uh, company strictly like product or have you started getting into like content creation and like brand sponsorship type stuff? Yeah, it's pretty much just product based right now. I was hoping to kind of get into more content type stuff, but, um, it just hasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, 
gone as as expected so we'll see what you know the future brings um we've mm-hmm. had a lot of growth um just in the past six months and so that's it's yeah we're still i'm i'm you know talking to people and trying to get as much information as possible um you know and and just building a community has been the biggest thing for you know our business um and just pretty much everybody with surviving what's <laughs> happened <in> the past. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and i mean a lot of makers out there rely on like you talked about you know pop-up shops and market places like that is where they make their money for the year a lot of times is in those summer months at art fairs and stuff like that um in the past has that been your primary like way of like connecting kind of with the with your clientele yeah especially at the start um you know i I did a lot of of markets and vendor shows um this year i had only planned to do one in kansas city like the week of um or the week before black friday so it was a four-day 12-hour day shows um we did it last year and it was very very successful so basically since last december we started planning for this um it was like nothing i've ever seen before as far as the shoppers like I've never done Black Friday, but it was like what I had imagined. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the start. And then I wanted to, you know, do more kind of create almost creating a collection for each shop that I, po- you know, popped into shop is totally different. And so I kind of wanted to show them, you know, we can, we can make things that are specific, you know, for your, um, for your shop. So that was where we wanted to go. But um now that we haven't had any in-person things, I really, mm-hmm. I, we were talking to my husband and I were planning kind of a rough route of next year. And, and um, we have some events that we want to be part of just without seeing people and being in front of um, all of these people. So we'll probably do a few more markets than what we had planned on this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think all of us are kind of at that point right now where it's like we just miss people right? We miss being able to be around people. Um, What do you hope your kiddos like learn from seeing you have a handmade business? I think the biggest thing is under, you know, that it's okay to choose unique things and not to go along with the norm. Um, You know, for us, be happy kind of started as a handmade brand that gives back. And now it's almost like a lifestyle and a mind frame that we've adapted. You know, it's okay to have a hat that stands out or, you know, not have the same hat as someone else or the same this or that. And it's okay to go against the norm of society. You know, that was our big thing was you can get so much out of this life that we've been given. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Um, And I think they, you know, they kind of see that, um, especially, you know, with our, with this lifestyle, they see what is all out there and, and it's okay to be outside of that box. And um, so I, I would say just overall be unique, you know, be bold and, and um, be you. Don't worry about what everyone else, you know, thinks. Mm-hmm. Now at any point along this journey, have you had a moment where where you're like 
either thought, okay, I can't do this or, you know, had some obstacle that you feel like had to kind of get through or around? Um, I would say there was a, <laughs> there's been a, um, when we were, let's see, it was like May-ish, um, when everything kind of really started. So when we were in Florida in February and things started to kind of, um, you know, mm -hmm. COVID starting to be talked about. And then we went all the way over across to Arizona things like completely shut down and summer is when we when my team bulks up I mean we are making hats and it took like six weeks for yarn that usually would take seven days and I had like a freak out moment like our, our all of our pom-poms are handmade so I have a, you know um, small shops that I purchased from and they couldn't get the the, um, the faux fur to make the pom-poms like it was just I was like what's gonna happen how am i gonna prepare right. this summer like all in trouble um and so that was like a, a moment where i was like i don't know what is gonna look what this fall is gonna look like um and then about two weeks ago when our this four-day show um got canceled i was like i i mean we've been building inventory since december like i said and i was like now what do i do um you know we really like to make small batch things so i don't want to make a hundred of the same hat because I want everything to kind of unique and mm -hmm. it, you know out a little bit but with a show when there's hundreds of thousands of people coming and going I do have to have more of each um and so I was like <laughs> just what do I do you know type thing so I did a little um you know Instagram got on and just said this is a situation I had a little sale it moved inventory and then you know that helped, um, but yeah, those were the two moments where I was like, we're not gonna have enough inventory, and then we actually got it all made, and then it didn't. <laughs> so then you have like, too much inventory. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's just part of the, you know, part of the process, so um, you live and, live and learn, I guess. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to another you know, mom who wants to learn a new uh, craft or skill, but is kind of hesitant to try it out? I would say um, start with what you know, um, or what you have. So if you know, if you have, I mean, a lot of people have yarn or have, you know, thread and, and whatever, you know, for embroidery or something like that. Um, just start with what you have or what you know and go with it. Um, you know, I think one thing that I've learned when I started off, I was making scarves and mittens and hats and we did crochet um, little clutches and it was just so much that I couldn't focus on one thing and, you know, just start with one thing and do it really, really good. And then if you can build from that and branch out, then great, but don't try to make a bunch of mediocre things, I guess. Um, and just make time for yourself to do that, even if it's 10 minutes or, you know, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> and I know this is probably, it's okay for the kids to like play and, and, and just do stuff on their own. Right. Um, back to my childhood, we left in the morning and we came back, <laughs> came back in the middle of the day, you know, like 
I know times have changed, but right. kids can like be bored and they can, you know, find things to do safely. Um, and so that's when I, you know, can get things done is, okay, this is your time to play and to be imaginative. I'm going to get some things done. So same thing with someone starting off, you know, just, just take a little bit of time, make sure the kids are safe and they're doing things that aren't dangerous. <laughs> and then, you know, work on some things. Um, and two, I think community is huge. You know, when I have something that I need to talk about or, you know, have an issue, um, you know, some of my you know other maker friends or who I go to, you know, their moms also. Um, I think a lot of people just think about that whole competition and, oh, I can't talk to this person because they make the same thing. They're your best like source of advice. See what works mm-hmm. for them. See what does you know, it doesn't have to be this competition. Um, so I think that's huge too, is just, you know, use the resources that you have and don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Great advice. Um, well, Brooke, I want to give you a chance We're we're at the end of our, our kind of time together, but I want to give you a chance to let people know how they can find you and follow along with you. You can shop um, at www.behappydesigns.com or on social media um, at Be Happy Designs um, on social on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Awesome, and I will include the links to all of those in the show notes so people can find it easier. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, so again, that was Brooke of Be Happy Designs. I'll include all the links on how you can follow along with her and check out all of the things that she is making in the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure that whatever you are listening to it on, you hit that subscribe button. And if you can head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, that just helps all the algorithms make uh, sure that other people can find the podcast and start enjoy listening and learning about these awesome female makers as well. All right, if you want to get more involved with supporting the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash makermompodcast. And there are several different tier levels available over there. There's a one, three, and five dollar tier level that come with different merchandise um, and get you a part of the tribe and a shout out in every episode. And then there is a fairly new $30 a month tier level and that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast which gets your own asbot within the episode every episode of the month. Those have limited spots though so if you think you might be interested in that make sure you go check it out sooner rather than later and lastly you can always just get some merchandise like a Maker Mom podcast t-shirt head on over to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash shop and you can find it there. Now, when I'm not making a podcast, I am designing and making furniture and home decor for bold homes over at freemanfurnishings.com and at freemanfurnishings across all of the social media, such as Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and YouTube. So go ahead, look, look me up and see what I happen to be working on at the time. All right, it's Friday. I hope you all have a very safe, healthy happy weekend, spend time with your families, and get out there and make. All right, till next week, I'll see you later.
Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.